are a W-2 capitalist. You are addressing the gap between your successful, fulfilling W-2 job and building wealth for your family through real estate investing. You are ready to earn, invest, repeat. Welcome to the W-2 Capitalist Podcast. Now, let's get to work. Here's your host, Jay Helms. Ryan, good morning, buddy. Hey, good morning, Jay. How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing well. Not a coffee this morning, so I'm 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 hurting, but <laughs> everything else aside. You need to get up and do some jumping jacks or some cold water in your face, man. That's uh that was yeah. my trick this morning. I haven't had coffee yet either. So uh uh and it, my workout was a, definitely a going through the motions type of workout. Oh my man. Voice. I'm, I'm pretty uh I don't know why it is, man. I, well, I do know why it is. It's those three little rugrats upstairs. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I believe that. You even get up, though, and work out. You're, you're beating me. Well, so let, let's be clear here. I don't do, like, workout to stay in shape. I do workout to, to wake up, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I may do 100 jumping jacks. I may do, like, a seven-minute like seven hit exercise, or I may jog a mile. That's that's it. That's all I'm yeah. doing. I'm just trying to wake myself up. So <laughs> that's kind so, of funny. Me, me and my wife, uh, we we try and make it to the gym, but we usually go at like eight o'clock at night. And yeah. uh, the really, the big reason I go is is to help me sleep. You know, when we go to the gym, I sleep so good. Just you know, you, yeah. you burn up all that energy at the end of the day, and uh, it's really nice and relaxing. So I used to be that way too, and then we started having kids, and yeah. Uh, uh, I just don't have the energy at the end of the day like I used to. <laughs> so, I, I believe that. I believe that. If I'm going to get anything done, it's going to be in the morning. So uh, it's funny though. It's I, I used to be right there with you. It's it's a it's funny what uh, age will do to your routine. <laughs> Definitely. Well, what's been going on, man? I, I'm if my notes are correct, it's been about a month since we talked last. Yeah, uh, and you're getting ready probably to go back to school here pretty soon, right? And yeah, man, don't remind me (laughs) two and a half weeks or so. Yeah. It's been going. Yeah. It it was, it was really, really fast. I mean, I don't know. I guess it's always, it always goes by really fast. You know, you always got a lot going on and stuff, but we actually just found out our big news. Um, We found out we're having a little boy. Ah, Congratulations, man. Yeah. So we're excited about that, except it sounds like it's going to mess up my our gym routine. So I'll have to start waking up extra early to go to the gym. <laughs> to each his own, man. You guys will figure yeah. it out. It'll be a completely new routine for you. It's going to be frustrating to begin with, uh, you know, as y'all are adjusting. Like the f- first six months of him being here, number one, you're going to take a back. So this is your first kid, right? It is, yeah. All right. So just to properly say your expectations is you're going to take a back seat. For the, first, <laughs> for the first six months, you are an errand boy. You're, you're just, you're there for whenever she needs you. Right. Yeah. Um, you're also not going to bond with this kid for a while. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. I, well, it's kind of, it's been different from all of ours, but the first yeah. one, you know, it was all brand new and I, I, I don't know what my expectations were to go in at the yeah. end, but uh, there were several times when my wife and I had a conversation like, look, this is just a phase. 
Uh, he would definitely be a daddy's boy, and he's my right hand man now. He's four years old, <laughs> and my, you know, like my our youngest daughter, who's two months old. She really want in the last couple of days. Like anytime I pick her up, she starts crying. Oh, really? But then when we handed her off to mommy, she's fine, you know. But leading up into that point, she's been okay. So they just kind of go through these different phases, and you'll learn all about them. You'll you'll learn that there's you know. I think it's like seven or eight different cries that you'll hear and you'll tune in. Oh, that means I got a diaper. I got to change. You know, it's just, it's amazing. So congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah. We're, we're super excited. Yeah. Uh, we, it, it was, you know, we, when we first got married, we told people uh, we were going to wait till we were 30. So this is like five years earlier than expected, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, time, it, man. timing's working out really well for us. Everything's kind of just falling in place. Um, so yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah. It'll be a good time, man. That's for sure. That's awesome. You didn't tell me that last time, right? You, I don't think. Uh, no. Well, we just we just found out it was a boy. Like um, um, this weekend, actually, we had a gender okay. reveal party. Um, so, nice. yeah, and we didn't. I didn't really get to talking about it. I mean, like we said, it was a month ago back then. So she was yeah. only. Um, yeah, you want to keep that? Yeah. You know what commercials on me right now is the subway commercial where they're announcing they're getting a ciabatta bread sandwich for lunch. Have you seen yeah. that? One? Yeah. <laughs> like that is so free. We didn't do a gender, gender reveal party or anything. We, it, uh-huh. was, it was a surprise for us. Uh, all three of them, uh, were a surprise, uh, for us. And, and, but I, you know, I've had friends that go through it, coworkers have gone through those gender reveal parties. So when yeah. I saw that subway sandwich, I was like, that's, that's funny stuff. Well, that's awesome, man. So, um, how does that affect your outlook on investing? Oh man. Well, my, my first, my, like, well, I can't say it's my first thought cause my, my wife would be probably unhappy with me, but one of the first things I thought of <laughs> was rich dad, poor dad. And I thought, man, I just bought myself a really expensive liability. So I need some <laughs> Your wife might be uh, upset with that one too. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that I was like, "Wow, we need to buy a house that'll that'll pay for the kid every month." You know? Yeah. No, it's it's so, it's you're exactly correct. Uh, yeah. it's, but one house won't do it. I hate to burst your bubble. One yeah, house is not going to pay for. <laughs> bad part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's funny though. When, when we found out on our first, um, my first thought was, Oh shit, what do we do now? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that was probably my first thought too. And then I thought, Oh my gosh, we gotta make more money. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. that's funny, man. Well, what, uh, what's on your mind this morning? Um, well, I got, I got a lot to talk to you about. Like we said, you know, um, a month's gone by since last time we talked. So I've gone through a few changes with uh, my current real estate situation. Um, so, the, you know, we could probably start right there. Um, okay. We talked about last time how I was looking to 1031 exchange um, that property. So property still up for sale, have had one offer from – from a company, um, um, from a wholesaling company, actually, who offered like, you know, low ball 140 on a $200,000 house. Right. Yeah. So we've really been pretty stuck. So now we're going into, um, remodel it. Um, we're going to paint it and just touch it up, you know, see what we can do to, to 
get some more offers rolling in. But uh, real quick, remind me that was uh, um, something y'all bought and it was a rental property for a while. Yeah, okay. yeah. So we've been renting out for two years now, and gotcha. then okay. now we're just we're just looking to capitalize on our equ- equity we have on it, um, and then you know roll that into a bigger property, more cash flow is the goal really. Um, so I've had a really interesting experience with both the, the realtor and the property management company I've been using through this process, um, in, in a few different ways. I use the realtor for the, for this because he, you know, works at the office for the property management okay. and they were, they were kind of selling it as, Oh, you know, we're, we're a team. We're going to work together. We're going to, we're going to be everything you need to get this house sold, you know, and then to get you into a new property, um, you know, which, which I found really uh, and enticing, right? Like a, a realtor who was working with my property manager to make it sure, yeah. you know, everything was taken care of. Um, well, as we've kind of gone over this last month, I've been really disappointed in both my property manage, manager and with the realtor, you know, um, essentially when, when I first sat down to talk with them, the realtor was like, yeah, we can sell the house for 200,000. And I thought that was great. And I actually, you know, I, I agreed with him except the houses that I have seen around selling for 200 um, were in much better condition in this place that's been rented out for the last two years, you know? And I, and I told him back then, I was like, I would rather go in and spend $5,000 right now, you know, doing all this stuff than have it on the market for a month, um, waste my time, you know, not, any, not get any offers. And then the big thing is to start lowering the price, right? Because that's what realtors want to do. I mean, you know, they want to get it sold. Um, so essentially now we've sat here for a month, not with, you know, no real, real offers. Um, and now we're doing what I wanted to do a month ago. So I was kind of annoyed that I felt yeah. like, you know, they didn't really consider that then, but you know, I was fine with it. If he really thought we could have sold it for 200,000, that's what I'm paying him for, right? That's what he's earning his realtor commission for. Um, but certainly that hasn't been the case. Um, so, uh, you know, we listed it for 200,000, um, you know, a couple of weeks go by, I, I call the guy, um, and we kind of talk about, okay, well let's lower it to 197.5. I'm like, all right, let's do it. You know? Yeah. And you know, another week goes by nothing and I call him and he's like, okay, well, you know, let's do, um, if no, nothing happens this week, let's, let's go ahead and do an open house show on the weekend. So kind of the weekend rolls around and I call him on Friday night and I'm like, Hey, are you still good to, you know, to do that open house tomorrow. Is that your plan still or whatever? And he's like, Oh, well, you know, we have five showings tomorrow. So let's hold off on the open house. We're not going to do it right now. You know, yeah. of course, you know, weekend goes (laughs) out of that. Right. Uh, uh, You know, and now that was the last time I've talked to him and that's probably been about, you know, I don't know, two weekends ago now. And So I'm kind of to the point where, first of all, every time I need to talk to him, it's me calling him, you know, he doesn't call me, you know, and and say, hey, this is where we're at, you know. Um, Second of all, every time I call him, I can't even get a hold of him. I leave a message, you know, and he calls me back at his convenience, which, uh, you know, I get it. If you're you're busy, that's fine or whatever. Um, But it's just getting hard to communicate with him on this, you know. And uh, You You don't feel like you are a priority, right? Oh. No, not at all. Yeah. Well, and, and then, you know, so um, with the property manager, not the realtor, the other guy, 
um, before, you know, the tenants moved out, we gave them their 30 day notice. Right. And I told them, Hey, before we give them their deposit back, we need to call the city and make sure, you know, their utility and water bills all paid because every couple months without doubt, the city sends me like a final notice. We're shutting your water off until you make, you know, until you pay. Right. Mm, and yeah. you know, the first couple months I, I, you know, I told them like, Hey, you know, we need to get this taken care of or else they're going to get their water shut off. Um, but without doubt for like the last two years, every couple months, they send me that final notice. Um, <laughs> so, um, that's why I told the property manager, Hey, before we give them their deposit back, we need to make sure everything's current on their bills. And sure enough, last week I get a bill, which is probably, yeah, look, it's sitting right here. <laughs> I, get a, I get a bill for, um, $269 and 85 cents for the last three months of, um, sewer water and uh, garbage from the city. <laughs> so the, the so that's in your name. Yeah. So our city, um, if if you're the landlord, they'll put um, the, you know they'll put the tenant on the bill, so the tenant okay. billed. But at the end of the day, if the tenant doesn't pay, they're they're coming that's to the landlord. Yeah. 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 So okay. Yeah. So so sure enough, you know, I, I call the property manager. And I was like, hey, this was exactly what I told you. I didn't want to have happen, and why I told you to call before the deposit's been given back. Um, you know, so I was really annoyed at that one because sure. he told me he yeah. get right off the phone and get it taken care of. So at the end of the day, all these small things just keep adding up, you know? Yeah. And, um, I had driven, I, I drove by that property earlier that day. Uh, and I actually went and checked it out just cause you know, I haven't really seen this house in two years Yeah. So yeah. now after kind of, I thought these, you know, the property management and realtor team was taking care of it. So now I'm starting to doubt them. So I go to the house, right? The lawn is just dead. It's the middle of July, right? You know, <laughs> when I'm hottest part of the year. Um, the, the yard just looks terrible, you know, and um, uh, I, I just don't know how they thought it would show well. So yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I'm on the phone with them about that, I'm like, wow, it shows, you know, we use like a hundred gallons of water in um, July. So are, are we watering the yard? Do I need to go mow it? You know? And he's like, Oh yeah, it's on automatic sprinklers, and um, you know when I asked him if I need to go over and mow it, you know he's think uh, I'm thinking I know it's not on automatic sprinklers, and I already yeah. knew it was dead because I drove by it. Drove you know? by it, right? So you know now he's he's telling me, oh yeah, well um, it's on automatic sprinkler, so it should be good. Um, and then he's like, I'll go, I'll drive over tomorrow and see if you need to go mow it. You know, uh, and I just feel like after that, I'm like. How, like, how do I trust this? Like, uh, at all, you know, sounds like you need something. need a new property manager. hundred <laughs> percent agree with you. So that's where I'm at right now. Um, I'm, yeah. so I'm going through, um, a breakup with my property management and realtor. Yeah. So, um, I don't did know you what you're agreement with them on listing it. Uh, no, I, I, I didn't, I didn't. So Good. I'm Good really happy, really happy about that right now because, yeah. um, you know, you always hear like, is it like the top 20% of, you know, any industry gets like most of the credit in the entire industry, right? Like most real estate agents are garbage. Most property management people are garbage. Very good. Yeah. It's finding the good ones, you know? And uh, I guess I'm one step closer to finding a good there one. There you go. That's the way you got to look at it. Yeah. I, I you know, and, and I don't know. I, I, I wish there was, um, number one, I don't know how property managers make, make money. I don't get it. Uh, I wouldn't want to do it. Uh, I don't do it. Right. So the other, the other flip side of that is, Hey, if you agree, 
that you're going to do this. You know, here's our agreement. You're going to go by and inspect the property. You're going to do a drive by at least once a month. You're going to go inside and formally inspect the property um, twice a year. You know, then you you should do that, right? And so I ran into a similar situation. Property I just sold um, came back with the inspection report came back. You know, and and there's clearly shingles missing off the roof. Mm. Okay, now if you're driving by, you should see that there's a piece of a gutter missing. You know, like you should see that, right? And then there was some water leak, uh, nothing major, um, but it was one of those things that was inside. There was a like a running toilet or something like that. Yeah. Like if you're doing all this stuff, and the tenant had been complaining about um, a high water bill, and I'm like, well. If, if you're doing what you said you what we agreed to, yeah, this stuff would not be an issue for me right now, and it's going to affect my closing, right? So, I don't know. And and these guys have been solid up until until this point, and then now I'm starting to find other things with other properties. I'm just like, ah, yeah, I, uh, you know, is 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 it a dog eat dog world for property managers? Should I always be looking for the next one? And right now the answer is yes. You know, matter of fact, um, I'm kind of narrowing my focus on where we invest, where the property manager, the best property manager is. Oh, that's a, that's a good strategy. I think. And and, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm not looking at this market anymore because there's no really good property managers that I know of. And I just uh, walked away from a really good deal really good deal on paper yeah. the clarification because I didn't know of a property manager that was going to be great in that area. And it was going to take a really good property manager to do it. And, um, but yeah, I, I'm focused now on when I look at properties, I found this guy, I mean, they do freaking everything. Uh, when I mean everything, they pay my mortgage, they, they, uh, pay my taxes they do everything. I essentially receive a statement and a check at the end of the month. And I'm like, this is how this should be. You guys have definitely set the bar for, for where this should be. And right now I'm focused on looking at properties in their, in the area that they cover because I'm like, for sure. That's, this is who I'm going to want to do business with. So yeah. How much do they charge? Yeah. That's the thing. It's, it's like 7%. Yeah. And do they charge like a, a placement fee when finding tenants? Yeah. The typical standard stuff, like they, they'll get the first month's rent and then, um, ha- I think they get half of any late fees, which I'm good with, oh, you know, yeah. I'm not in the business of getting money for late fees. I agree. Um, y- you know, so, and, and we've, I've had a tenant turnover, uh, and here's how the, that went. Uh, hey Jay, your your last tenant left. We've got some stuff that we need your approval on because it's above um, getting this uh, the amount that I gave them yeah. to just do without bothering me, uh, not bothering me, but contacting me. And yeah, um, yeah. uh, they're like, "But good news is we already got a tenant who's signed the lease. She needs to move in, but she wants to get these things first. I'm like, "Done, do it." You know, it's. This is great. Yeah. You know, I probably need to call them or send them a thank you card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do something good. because they, they are definitely, uh, um, you know, setting the bar as far as. Yeah. Just go. Well, like, that's like, I mean, with any service, you know, like I am so good to pay whatever it takes. Right. 
But yeah. if you're going to pay, you just want it done right, you know, yeah, or you want it done it. done well. And that's whether you're, you know, building a house. I mean, no matter what, whatever you're paying someone for, if you're going to McDonald's to, to get something to eat, right? I mean, yeah. you want good service, you know, yeah. and that's why yeah. you're good to pay for it. But man. And the one I was complaining about, the thing that kind of bothers me is um, I refer them to everybody. Oh, I yeah. I'm like, look, these guys have been treating me really good. Yeah. I go to sell this property and I start finding out some other stuff about this other property and, and they're, I'm like, you know, so then I'll ask my friends who are using them now and they're like, yeah, they're great. I was like, and, and so then the rate comes up, right? Yeah. Well, I'm getting charged a higher rate than they are. I'm like, what is, you know, what is this about? Is that, that's the uh, family discount? What is that going on? You know, the friendly discount? But anyway, it's, it's just one of those things where, you know, I'm convinced at this point, you've always got to be shopping for property managers. Yeah, that's, that seems like a, a good strategy um, for sure. But if you find a good one, man, hold on to them. I got to, I got to figure out something to do nice for, for the one I have over mobile. Yeah. Well, that, that sounds like you, you're pretty lucky. Well, and if yeah. they can help you find a, a good property there, you know, that they're willing to manage. And that's like, that's what I was hoping for with these guys is like, I wanted them to be like, Hey, this would be a great property. We could get you, you know, great tenants here. Um, whatever. But man, I, I, I don't know if they're just like so busy. They're not like a large property management company. Yeah. I don't know, whatever it is, I am at the bottom of their list. You know, like, I don't know, I don't know what they're doing with their time, but it's yeah. not related to helping me out too and much. I realize that I'm not the biggest customer, yeah. right? But at least treat me like that. <laughs> you yeah. know, make me feel good about yeah. every time I talk to you. Don't make me feel like I'm having to drag a conversation out of you. For sure. You know, or, no, I, um, I agree. Because at least when I talk to you, it's going to be, you know, 15, 20 minutes. And that's, that's all I'm asking you. Make me, make me feel like a priority in that 15 to 20 minutes. You can go yeah. a long way with me. If you can do that. I, I, absolutely. But, um, so what else the, is going on, man? That's the thing I've been fighting with on that. So, um, yeah. on my duplex got basement apartment finished, um, got that rented out. Um, so pretty, I'm pretty solid on that duplex, which by the way, I've been managing by myself. And, yeah. um, I mean, you know, it's been going pretty well and I was ready to turn, I was ready to give, you know, that to the property management to, yeah. to watch over. But now I'm thinking I need to find, find that better property management company. When I do, it'll be, it'll be ready to give them. So, yeah. so nice. that's going really well. Um, we talked last time, a couple things, uh, or a couple goals, I guess I was going to talk to contractors and I was going to make offers. Yeah. Uh, so didn't get to really making offers cause I'm kind of stuck waiting on my, my property right now. So hopefully next time we talk, we'll be able to talk about making some offers on properties. Why are you stuck? Um, just waiting on the money from the property. You know, I, I, I at least want the property under contract so I can start making offers, you know, towards the next property. So you, and your realtor is probably going to disagree with me here, but you can make an offer contingent upon anything. Right. On the sale of the house. You can make a contingent yeah. upon the sale of the house. A lot of people may not uh, accept that, but it could be, you know, uh, I would hope you're at least doing some due diligence, right? And kind of keeping your eye on some things. Absolutely. And not yeah. waiting to look. But uh, I would encourage you to go ahead and, and make an offer, you know, start looking at things and making an offer. You can make it upon con contingent upon the house going under contract, selling, whatever the case may be. Or... Okay 
you can always look at, um, now sometimes the realtors and the, uh, I don't know, is it the sellers, the realtors who are kind of pushing this, but they're like, no, we can't file an extension, right? Well, yeah. of course you can. It's a piece yeah. of paper. You sign the document. It's not that big of a deal. Sometimes I feel like the realtor's doing, making a big de- deal about it. I'm struggling with my words. I need some caffeine, Ryan. <laughs> or get up and do some jumping jacks, one of the two. Uh, but yeah, I, I feel like sometimes the realtors are pushing that because that's their paycheck, right? Yeah. You don't want to have to wait another month or whatnot. So, you know, you can, you can look at it, you, you know, I, I wouldn't let that discourage you from looking at opportunities and making offers, but know your risk tolerance and know what makes sense for you. Right. You don't want to get stuck and losing some earnest money or yeah. you know, there's, you know, you could put in there that your wife has to prove the purchase. Yeah. Right? I, I've heard stuff like that before. Yeah. <clears throat> the very first house I bought. Now this was, um, it was a single family for me to live in. I put the offer in. Uh, it was contingent upon my dad approving. <laughs> and there, he really, because I really wanted his advice, but that was, you know, something that realtor worked with me on. She goes, look, just put it on that your dad has to approve it. What are they going to say? No. Okay. And if, if <laughs> he comes in, he doesn't like it. You change your mind. There's your yeah. L. You just say, look, your dad didn't approve it. So there's, there's a lot of things that you can do to help keep the process going. Uh, the biggest thing, at least in a, in a really hot market, like we're in now, as soon as things come on the market, they're gone. Right. Yeah. I had another uh, mentee who was wanting to make an offer on a, was a mobile home park. And he's like, what should I do? It was like, if the numbers work, make an offer. So he, Fumbled around with that for a while because he didn't know where he was going to come up with the money and um, uh, waited till lunch. I think is what he did is he waited till lunch to make an offer. And by the time he did that, it was under contract. So if you find a deal that's good enough, that's just, you know, you're really excited about from a number standpoint, not from an emotional standpoint. Yeah. Go and do it, man. You'll find the money. You will. I like that. So, okay. All right. I'll make some, uh, offers contingent Just make, on. Yeah. Make them contingent upon your, your better half approving. That's one way you cool. can. Yeah. I like that. I mean, I already have like five properties. Um, I'm kind of locked in onto that really fit my criteria. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll look, I'll look at doing that. So the other like part I, of that, I feel like I'm pushing you a little bit there. <laughs> that's okay. I'm yeah. No, yeah. I'm <laughs> No, I just been uh, trying to get this stupor, this property sold. You know, it's been just a, a headache. You know, so that's yeah. like been taking up my energy. So yeah, um, it's good to keep moving forward or keep focused, staying focused on moving forward. You know, yeah. So the other, other part of that was I I talked to um, two general contractors that you know, um, both of them really busy and say, and they claim everyone in the industry is really busy. So. Yeah. That's a sales tactic, right? They're, they're, yeah. leaning, they're, they're going to follow up with you later when it takes them longer to do what they said they're going to do, or they got to charge you more money, you know, or, you know, yeah, the quote is outrageous. Like, look, you know, I'm telling you, everybody's busy right now. So anyway. Well, both of them came back saying, I mean, new construction right now is about $150 a square foot, hmm. which, yeah. uh, 
you know, I haven't, you know, this is my really first jump into the real estate swimming pool. So I don't know, relatively speaking, where, where that relates to um, probably, you know, between 2008 to, you know, 2016, but got $150 a square foot is much higher than I was expecting. Yeah. Um, essentially, you know, I was, look, I was kind of running the numbers. If I were to build um, just a single family home, right, that's, um, you know, a thousand square feet, you're already at $150,000 for a place you probably I don't know if you can even rent out for fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, yeah, that's the thing, man. Is is new construction is expensive, but yeah. for some reason, um, new construction typically rents higher. Yeah, I'm sure. But can you, like you said, can you justify that one to two percent rule? I've never been able to make it work. Yeah, you know. I mean, can, you know, what's the, what's the average, um, rent per foot for new construction? Oh, that's something I need to find out. Huh? I mean, is it a, is it a dollar 50 per foot? I mean, if it is, then yeah, then it matches and it matches. Oh, I got to look more into that. I didn't even think to look up rent per square foot. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good thing to look up. So one thing, um, so talking to contractors, it really got my, it kind of changed my mindset a little bit because it kind of got me thinking, well, what can I do with properties I have, right? And the the lot I have that duplex on is um, a little bit bigger than a third of an acre. And I had this idea because I saw it happen down the street where they had a duplex on the front and they built a fourplex in the back. Yeah. And that, that could be something I could do where I don't have to do, I don't have to buy an entirely new property. Yep. Um, has a lot of trees on it. I'll have to clear out all the trees. Yeah. <laughs> but, but plenty of space on, on that lot um, to add units, which that could be, you know, much cheaper than um, potentially much cheaper than 150 per square foot. You know, if I already have the lot, if I already have a, a cash flowing property on the lot that can yep. lower the cost basis of, of the new units. Um, so that kind of got me excited because, yeah. you know, after I get through these next, you know, after I get through this 1031 exchange, um, that's definitely something I want to look at doing. And hopefully, you know, if, if the economy retracts just a little bit here and all of a sudden all these contractors, you know, who, who are building houses yeah. and they're normally <laughs> building roads or whatever, you know, when they start needing a little bit more work, um, that might be the time to look at building something, you know, on, yeah. on that that is one strategy. The one thing I do want to make sure that you check out before you clear any trees or anything like that is yeah. talk to your planning and zoning. Yeah. Uh, uh, whoever that is for your County and make sure, or it could be your city depending on where the, the lot resides. Right. Yeah. And make sure you can do that. Make yeah. sure you can add those units. Uh, are you on sewer or septic there? Oh, uh, that's on sewer. Okay, perfect. So, um, so you know, there'll be a sewer tap fee just like for any new build. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I would definitely start with planning and zoning before we talk to any contractors because if they quickly say, nope, you know, this that, is, yeah, that's where you find zone yeah. for, you know, uh, multifamily less than, less than four, then yeah, you can only build two more on it. Right. So, yeah. Uh, but definitely give those guys a call first. Hopefully you can call them. Hopefully you don't have to go down there. I've had to go down hours a couple of times. Uh, and it's not fun. Just like the DMV, man. 
<laughs> it's that government. They're, uh, it is, man. More, They're more fishing, fishing, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> cool. I'm I will call. say, I will give credit to the DMV here. Uh, they actually, you can go online and reserve, make a reservation for your drive uh-huh. and stuff. Or your vehicle tag. Well, all, all that's online anyway. But if you have to go in to have your picture taken, you can make a reservation. And you walk yeah. in, there's a hostess or a host that says, hey, what's your name? And they're like, oh, yeah, you're here for A15. Sandy can get you at room, uh, window number six. Wow. I, I've been impressed. Um, That's the Taj Mahal of. No, oh, dude. I, I'm like, this is incredible. How did you guys just now figure this out? It's been great. Cool. Well, I'm going to call, I'm going to start trying to contact the city and see, because that is yeah. something, I mean, that could be like on my two to three year plan, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, right now. So that's cool. You also may decide what you do with that property, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean you figure out, okay, I can't build on it, but I do definitely want to build. Then I know it's not going to be there. Right. So I'm going to have to yeah. find a, a, another lot. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. So that's pretty cool. What um, else, man? So something I've been wanting to talk to you about since uh, even finding out, you know, you were going to, I was going to be, uh, be talking with you in these mornings was education. Just because um, I, in a lot of your um, earlier podcasts I've listened to, anyone with kids, you always ask them, you know, oh, you're going to homeschool your kids and, yeah. and, stuff. and <laughs> have you come to a decision on that? I've been curious. Not yet. Not yet. We're, uh, so we've got about probably about a year left. So my son's four, he'll turn four. five in yeah. October. So he just misses the mark to actually start something here. Uh, we're leaning toward homeschooling. Okay. But we haven't, you know, we looked into, there's a, um, monastery school. Oh yeah. Here, but holy crap is expensive. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, like, I don't think I make that much money in a week. <laughs> I'm joking. It's not that expensive, but it's, it's, it's a lot more than I thought. It's like five or $600 a week or every other week. It's, it's up there. Um, so yeah, I don't know. We, we, we are teetering on the side of home homeschooling, but yeah. Like if so we had I, a decision today. Oh yeah. It would be, it would be homeschooling. Now my wife may come in here in just a second and say, hell no, it's not. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, well, why do you ask? Because, um, I feel like I need to be the champion of yeah. public, public school <laughs> teachers who invest. Right. Yeah. I mean, any, any sort of investing you get into any investing, I don't care if you go to one, you know, a seminar on stock markets or set, you know, whatever teachers are always beaten down. Because uh. <laughs> the education system is always beaten down because they didn't teach anyone anything. Yeah. So, like, what, what do you think we need to teach? You know, I'm curious. Man, what's your take on it? Yeah, no, uh, great example, uh, great question. You put me on the spot here. So, that's no, awesome. no, 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 no. You're, no so yeah, this is fine. this is fitting. So, yesterday, there's a local college here that we're trying to, uh, we're not trying, we're partnering with to do some things with our the company that I'm working with yeah um, and yesterday I got asked to go to this meeting it was you know split moment decision hey I can't go today can you go I was like yes so I go sit in there and it was the most awkward 
from my standpoint is the most awkward run meeting because it wasn't efficient. Nobody really knew what was going on. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just in a different mindset than those guys, right? They were in the, because the, sure. they're in the mindset of the students, right? And I haven't necessarily been a classroom educated student in quite a while. Um, but you know, there's <clears throat> the, the thing that pushes us toward homeschool is, you know, we have a little bit more freedom on the curriculum. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, which I do want to teach anything dealing with financial wealth. Right. So my sure. son's four, he already knows that daddy has a job, um, that we earn money that way. We, um, we have rental properties. We earn money that way. I do these calls, you know, essentially earn money that way, not directly, but you know, indirectly. Yeah. So, <clears throat> those are the big thing. You know, I think rich dad, poor dad should be assigned reading for every now, every school. Now, do I think I would have grasped that at that age? No, probably not. You know, yeah. uh, but I've been exposed to it. Right. But simple things like how to balance a checkbook. Why do you budget? You know, why do you, why do you not spend more than, than, uh, than you make every month? You know, just kind of the basics, right? Sure. Um, or those things. But the biggest thing about us wanting to homeschool is everybody that I've talked to about who's uh, currently homeschooling their children or homeschooled in the past is, is two main reasons, right? Yeah. Uh, it's not, I'm a, I'm a uh, product of public school, so I can't bash them too bad. Right. Um, but it's the freedom to move about and, yeah. you know, just move. Right. Um, take a vacation when we want a vacation. If we want to take, if I want to take a couple of weeks off of work and go visit family, we can do that and we can take their school stuff with them. We can do it on the road. Right. Absolutely. The second thing is, um, the folks who have either taught or been a product of homeschooling, they talk about how much of a tighter bond that makes in their family. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, I really want that for our family, you know, um, and you know, there's, there's times where, um, what am I trying to say here? Um, you know, I have a good relationship with my parents. Mm -hmm. Uh, my brother doesn't as much, you know, I think that's part of, there's two strong headed personalities in that, (laughs) you know, um, that aren't willing to just man up and and do whatever that needs to be done. But, you know, I've, I've always wanted to have a stronger bond with my, with my kids. Yeah. I think that's one way to do it. Right. Sure. Um, But I've got to have more time to spend with them to be able to do that. So, absolutely. But those are the main, the main reasons are, uh, freedom of schedule, right. Uh, and tighter bond for family. No, I think those, I think those are great reasons. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I understand it too. You know, I absolutely do. And I think I did make a post the other day. It's might've been on about being indoctrinated by the government education oh, or something, something <laughs> negative to that, that, because there, you know, there, I saw a video of Kiyosaki uh, talking about the other day. If you think about, and if I find it, I'll send it to you again. Sure, yeah. If I find it again, I'll send it to you. But he talks about, you know, in the public school system, you know, 
the government decides the curriculum, right? And direct or indirect fashion, but you're indoctrinated from a very early age to, uh, be here on time, do what you're told, sit in the desk, do what you're told. So you can get a job, sit at your desk, do what you're told, you know? Mm-hmm. And I agree with that. I was kind of a product. When I say I'm a product of that system, it took me a long time to figure out, okay, the, the way to get to wealth is not sit at your desk, do your job. Yeah. You know, and I, I think you're an anomaly when it comes to that. Right. Oh uh, um, yeah. I'd, I'd agree with you on that. And I also think that, you know, being a teacher is not necessarily, it's not a bad thing at all. Cause most teachers who are in it, you've got to love what you do. Yeah. You don't last. (laughs) You don't last. I mean, the pay's not there and you're dealing with all these other probably bratty kids. I mean, sometimes my kids get on my nerves, much less somebody else's. Right. So I can't do it. I don't do it. Um, But, you know, I think there's something to be said about, shaping people's lives. Yeah. Um, whether, whatever the age they are. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. We could talk about it. We can talk hours about that, but yeah, I think, um, if we had to make a decision today, it would, it would be homeschool. Yeah. It'd be to homeschool. No. And like I say, you know, uh, I think, I think it's a good choice for, for definitely what you're, you're looking to try and achieve with your family, uh, which is pretty cool. You know, trying to build relationships. Unfortunately, it seems like, you know, more and more that's not, parents goals anymore you know like uh hate to say that but it, I, I don't know that family connection um seems weak you know yeah but. well and too and, and so we've got friends who have kids and multiple friends that have kids right that yeah have multiple kids and, and you know they will tell us oh we're having date night we've got to get away from our kids yeah my wife and i have never been like that Right. I told somebody the other day, it's like, you know, other than um, <clears throat> spend the night with their grandparents when the other children were born, mm-hmm. our kids have been with one of us 24 hours a day since they've been born. Right. Wow. Just because we love spending time with them. They seem to love spending time with us. Of course, we're not letting them. <laughs> There's a different world. They don't have a choice yet. <laughs> they don't have a choice yet. Yeah, yeah. That, that'll come in the next phase. <laughs> yeah. Well, somebody told me the other day, um, they kind of called me out on my, um, one of my freedom goals is to be able to spend more time with them. And it's like, okay, what's your, what's your plan? Right. And I said, well, yeah. seven years, I'll, I'll be okay with it. You know, I think if we hit our targets, in seven years, I can, I can, um, have a real discussion about what I want to do or where I want to spend my time. And they're like, okay, in seven years, your son will be 10, 11 years old. He's not going to want anything to do with you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's a solid point, you know? So, uh, but yeah, there's, there's, uh, the, the public education system does catch a black eye. You know, I think when the, yeah. uh, if the government would back out of it and just let, the teachers run it, you know, and the boards yeah. run it. I think it'd be a lot better off, but then again, you don't get the money. Right. So, it, but yeah, well, I mean, it, it's a fine line though. Like, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of crazy teachers. I'm oh, sure. Well, yeah. not, not even just crazy. Right. So what if they have me, Mr. Rose, who wants to teach them um, all about real estate investing and they learn nothing about geography or world government systems or anything, you know, by the end of my course. Right. Yeah. Then, 
we'd pro- we'd have a problem too because yeah maybe real estate investing is fine well until they go down the hall and you know Mr X Y and Z wants to teach them about I don't you know whatever you know yeah. odd thing that they like to do you know what I mean well so. so- I agree with you, but I think I have to say that, you know, and again, that's that system you're in, right? Yeah. Is that what's going to serve that kid better long-term? Sure. Right. Do I need to know where all the States are? What's that going to do for me? Yeah. You know, I can go to Google. These days I can go to Google, right? Which I did last week as a 40 year old man. I was, we're, so I manage a, or a coach a sales team and we're talking about dividing up territories and stuff like that. Uh, I'm here pretty soon. Um, so I was mapping out where the different states were, where the different reps were going to be. Yeah. I had to Google where the hell's Vermont, where the hell's yeah. Idaho, because I couldn't put it on a map. Took me two seconds to do it. Was I ashamed that there was a map of the U S and I didn't know where all the states were somewhat, but then I would much rather be able to have a real estate conversation than, Oh, do you know where, you know, it's what pays the bills, right? And what's yeah. going to get you further to your goal. But I, I, I think there's a, there's a, a balance there that needs to happen. Right. Yeah. And I think right now it is, um, sided very heavily on, um, indoctrinating kids to further their careers, right. Yeah. Get them yeah. to getting here at eight, you're on the schedule, sit at that yeah. desk, blah, blah, blah. Here's, you know, here's the next thing in life. It's not much different than school. Sure. No, no, I'd agree with you on that. And I think you bring up a, a really int- interesting point because um, technology has greatly challenged education. You know, oh, yeah. there's, there's teachers at my school that have been teaching for 30 years. I mean, think their very first year of teaching. Oh, yeah. I can't even imagine how different, you know, it was. Than Everything how was textbooks. I mean, you know. Well, and even what we want the kids to learn is significantly different. And I think you bring up a great point. And the point you brought up is that you can pull out your phone and find out the information, right? Yeah. And yeah. I have, I struggle. I wrestle with that every day because yeah. I, I don't want kids. I don't want to waste my time teaching kids stuff. They can pull their phone out and find yeah. it. Right. So, you know, my entire goal is, is to teach kids what to do with information. Like, what do you do? I mean, you know, you find out where Idaho is and somehow you make uh, an intelligent decision with your sales team on how you're going to approach, um, the, yeah. you know, spatially where it's at. Right. So that's what, you know, the goal of teaching kids right now to me seems, seems to be, and trying to tie that into, um, I do honestly, I, I try and tie investing into my lesson plans. Um, sure. I would hope and, you do. <laughs> and, uh, it, you know, like you said, you said something earlier about you're not sure if it would have stuck when you were that age. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard, right? Because kids don't have that perspective. Yeah, yeah. you know, it, it really is. So, but no, I think that's cool. Um, I just wanted to hear, hear your thoughts about education, right? Because yeah. even in the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, like the bad guy in the books, the teacher. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I never thought about that. But so again, you know, I, I will say this, the house we're in now, we moved into this house because um, it's in a county that's the 10th, uh, ranked 10th on the education list for yeah. public schools uh-huh. in, in the state of Florida. So the reason why we moved from where we were, which was on a little island, you know, over over uh, in Florida mm-hmm. across over here was because we were thinking, okay, we're, we, if we have, if 
not if we have to, if we go to public schools, we have the best, right? Yeah. Or the best in, in this uh, area. So the other thing I, I mentioned this and then I got to go, but you know, my eighth grade math teacher, Miss Cosby, was it Miss Cosby or Miss Hamilton? Miss Hamilton. Yeah. Cosby was a science teacher. Miss um, Hamilton would tell us that we had to learn how to do these math skills because we would not have a calculator with us everywhere we go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and now you got the iPhone and whatever phone it is. Yeah. So it was just, it was, you know, it's, it, you talk about how technology's changed teaching and everything. It's just, I wouldn't want to be a teacher then because I knew the shenanigans that I got into. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be a teacher now with, yeah. you know, with the iPhone or, or any, any of that technology. That's sure. a menu for the job you're doing because I can't do it. <laughs> yeah well it's just trying to stay fresh you know like stay on yeah. the edge and a lot of teachers lose that and then you know you end up telling kids that they're not going to have something and then sure enough someone's going to invent something to fix that problem that's uh, a private there sector for you right there you know <laughs> <laughs> all right ryan i gotta get going man i got an early early meeting this morning at the office so um cool. great catching up with you let's do it again real soon okay sounds good we'll see you jay all right buddy see you.